relationship was like no other, she told HuffPost. Yarber also has daughters ages nine and one. Yarber's sister, Ruby Hawkins, told The Guardian that police frequently targeted her brother. They are the biggest criminals. They are bullies with badges. I don't know how you can fear for your... I don't know how you can fear for your life with a person that's moving away from you, she said. Merritt, the family's lawyer, wrote on Facebook that the shooting was the worst case of excessive and unnecessary force I have ever seen in my career. The Yarber family deserves answers in the form of transparency by the Barstow Police Department, he said. Body, dash, and surveillance video must be turned over to my office immediately. The San Bernardino County District Attorney must thoroughly investigate and zealously prosecute the gunman involved. Yarber's killing comes amid continuing protests against the Sacramento police shooting of Stephen Clark, also an unarmed black man who was gunned down in the back in his back his grandma's backyard in March. But yes. So yeah, what's going on in the world? We've got kids shooting people parents accidentally and we've got the police not accidentally shooting black dudes and we've got a president who doesn't give a fuck about that at all hasn't really said anything about gun control or violence or um any i mean do, hey do the are there in uh, england i believe that there's no guns uh uh for their police officers police and I'll put England um, guns, question mark. Police use of firearms in the United Kingdom. Why British police don't have guns? All right, see, it's that easy, folks. This is from September 19th, 2012, so it's old. This is from, so six years ago, British police are like, hey, we don't have guns. The deaths of two female police constables have brought into focus the unarmed status of most British police. Why does Britain hold firm against issuing guns to officers on the beat? It's the single most obvious feature that sets the British Bobby apart from their counterparts overseas. Tourists and visitors regularly express surprise at the absence of firearms from the wastes of officers patrolling the streets. But to most inhabitants of the UK, with notable exception of Northern Ireland, it is a normal, unremarkable state of affairs that most frontline officers do not carry guns. Unremarkable, that is, until unarmed officers like Nicola Hughes and Fiona Bone are killed in the line of duty. There are always those who question why Britain is out of step with the rest of the world, with the exceptions of the Republic of Ireland, New Zealand, Norway, and a handful of other nations. For a heavily urbanized country of its population size, the situation in Great Britain is arguably unique. Film director Michael Winner, founder of the Police Memorial Trust, and Tony Rayner, the former chairman of Essex Police Federation, have both called for officers to be routinely armed. But despite the loss of his two officers, Greater Manchester Chief Constable Sir Peter Fye was quick to speak in support of the status quo. We are passionate that the British style of policing is routinely unarmed policing. Sadly, we know from experience in America and other countries that have armed officers certainly does not mean, sadly, that police officers do not end up getting shot. But one thing is clear. When asked, 
Police officers say overwhelmingly they wish to remain unarmed. A 2006 survey of 47,328 Police Federation members found that 82% did not want officers to be routinely armed on duty, despite almost half saying their lives had been in serious jeopardy during the previous three years. In a position shared by the Police Superintendents Association and the Association of Chief Police Officers, the British public are not nearly so unanimous. An IMC poll in April 2004 found 47% supported arming all police, compared with 48% against. In 2007, the center-right think tank policy exchange found that 72% of 2,156 adults wanted to see more armed police patrols. For decades, there have been inf incidents that have led to calls issuing all officers with firearms. Cases like those of Sharon Bagavensky shot dead during the robbery in 2005, or the three planes closed officers murdered by Harry Roberts in West London in 1966, or the killing of PC Sidney Miles in the Derek Bentley case of 1952. Few expect the system to change even after widespread public horror at the deaths of PCs, Bone and Hughes. For one thing, incidents such as that in Greater Manchester are extremely rare. Overall, gun crime, too, remains low. In 2010-11, England and Wales witnessed 388 firearm offenses in which there was a fatal serious injury. <laughs> All right, this is Clem with Beyond Our Comprehension. I'm just a little late out of the gate. No problem. We're just transferring off here. We'll get that a little bit smoother. Happy Thursday, 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Beyond Our Comprehension with your host, Clem. And uh, we'll be talking about everything that you don't know about. And maybe we don't either. But we'll try and find out together. All right. <laughs> I really don't think I'm that funny. Sorry about that. Yes, that's right. We have live audience space here at Mutiny Radio. Let me go ahead and get the particulars out of the way. We want a great intro music today and today I am happy to always uh, just give a shout out to JC Leanne. That's right, JC Leanne. You can find her on Spotify and uh, she has a great, great new song out there and that is called Okay to Be. I want you to Take a listen to it. Oh, I 
okay to be in love, love, love. It's okay to be in love, love, love. It's okay to be in love, love, love. I tiptoe temptation when you're holding me. And I ain't gonna stop you, baby. It's a different language. Let our bodies speak Or just keep on talking Crazy I find myself In a little bit of trouble When I'm feeling like I want ya That's J.C. Leanne. I want to say it again. It's J.C. Leanne, L-E-E-A-N-N-E. Find her on Spotify. Okay to be. You know, it resonates a lot more than just the L-B-G-Q-T gender plus community. I'm going to tell you that. You got to check it out. The video is amazing. She is a rising star, and I want to be the first to just shout it out there. Come on. Check her out. All right, beyond our comprehension with your host Clem. We're getting it together tonight. Uh, first thing, we got to get the intro out of the way, and that's our sponsors. I want to give a shout out to my wife, my angel. If I could write a story from the creation of time, she would or I would be of each other's ribs and strength and love and soul. She is my breath and my oxygen. You can find her story at Norca on camera, YouTube, Norca on camera. You can find her and she has a story out there of her male to female transition. That's right. Male to female transition. If you want to know the particulars, if you want to know the ins and out, the truths of it, I mean, you want to know reality of it. That is what she gives you. She's done her homework. She knows the doctors. She knows what's going on. You've got to check it out. Norca on camera. Her voice is like an angel. I'm just telling you. Norca on camera. She's a great sponsor. Of beyond our comprehension, Thursdays, 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. 
All right, another sponsor that we want to be able to thank is Beyond Our Comprehension itself. That's right, Beyond Our Comprehension. Work the butt off to put together each one of these Thursdays show for you. Uh, All the research, all the interesting people that we meet, all the stuff that we're going to have on the shows to come and the guests. That's right, guests. But did you know that you could call in? That's right. You can talk right now live on Mutiny Radio. Do you know what you have to do? No? All right. Grab a pin. Grab a pin. And here we go. All right, you got that pin handy. It's 415-550-0511. That's one that's 415. Let me get this paper all the way. 415-550-0511. Then once again, that's 415-550-0511. You could call and get on the air, talk about a topic that you want to and I'll have a response. Maybe uh You've got a talent. You want to try and sing on the, on the on the phone? No? You want to catch up on some latest news? Well, we can do that. We got the power. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got to thank our last sponsor here. And that's going to be JC Farms. Thank you so much. In the East Bay, JC Farms. And they are a fantastic sponsor of the show. They also are making a special pickle. That's right. Clem's Bar Pickles and Clem's Bar Peppers, especially. And you can put your orders in now. All you got to do is go to beyondourcomprehension.com. You can find this show here. It's the second broadcast of BOC. We'll find it. And you can leave in your information or just go ahead and uh, reach out to me at clem.beyondourcomprehension at gmail.com. Once again, that's clem.beyondourcomprehension at gmail.com. And we'll take care of everything you need (laughs) okay 
We'll get back to you as much as we can. <laughs> um, okay, well, it's just me, so it's going to take a little bit. But if you can't get on the show now, you and your ideas may have a chance of getting on to a show later on and a specific topic. We may even reach out to you as a call-in vet, uh, guest. <laughs> and it definitely won't be these guys we're calling in all right so we're going to move on here to some news and what has been the greatest thing since i gotta sit down for this I'm going to, um, you know, what happened is we just had a little slow transfer between the show uh, before me. Otherwise, you'd be seeing me live right now. And you will. We'll get to that. I'll get some music going and we'll have a, a great, fantastic time. We're just going to have to roll into it. Did you vote? Did you vote? Oh, I'm so glad you did. I know you did. I know you did. And uh, we're going to talk about why right now. But first, a last shout out to California State University Bakersfield. That's right. Go runners. Beep, beep for my degree in biology with a concentration in biotech. And let me tell you, I have been able to interview with some of the giants, the absolute giants in the industry. I know you want me to just go ahead and, and let you know, right? You want me to tell them? I won't. Not yet. But we are going to have a full podcast that is going to talk about resumes. We're going to talk about how to deal with recruiting companies that call. I'm going to walk you through personally as I'm fiddling with the computer here so I can get my proper readout for the feed that will go to online. And you're like, oh, this is so boring. It is, but I'll be better next time. Thank you so much for being patient. <clears throat> California State University, Bakersfield. And uh, it was fantastic down there. It's going to be a huge, huge place for education. I had the privilege of doing research down there with some fantastic professors and primary investigators. Had the uh, biology club. And that was great. Meeting so many new people. And you're like, what is he talking about? I just graduated in 2017. Is when I walked with Mikey, my canine, who is absolutely chilling underneath the soundboard here uh, in the radio. What radio? Mutiny radio. Excuse me, Mutiny Radio, where's my water? Water boy, where's my water boy? Uh, Mutiny Radio 
dot fm that's right mutiny radio dot fm that's where you're listening and uh we're gonna get the live broadcast set up here uh we've got we're gonna just push this to 10 we'll get our we'll get our time back don't worry about it we're gonna push this all the way to 10 o'clock and uh we've got some great fun for you you know how much fun <laughs>
All right. This is Clem with Beyond Our Comprehension. Our Instagram is Beyond Our Comp. That's Beyond R O W U R C O M P. You can follow us at Twitter at Beyond Our Comp. You can find us online, beyondourcomprehension.com. Follow our blogs, B-O-C, Clem, that's B-O-C-C-L-E-M dot blogspot.com. You want to touch base with us personally? Call our phone number, 510-606-5936. That's our business line, 510-606-5936 for our business line. Once again, it's beyondourcomprehension.com. And we are going to move to news. Hey, we voted. You know how I know we voted? Because the Democrats now control the House. That's right. Okay, yeah. The senators have uh, reinforced the Republican uh, side of that. But we got the House. Think of the laws we're ready to put in and let's do it. Let's do it. We got a lot of great things that we can do in this nation. See, you you see the wave? You see the tsunami of change? Do you understand the tsunami of change that has now happened in this nation? Are you seeing what I'm seeing? Do you know what I know? Or is it beyond your comprehension? That's right. We got the Democrats in the House. We are ready for the years to come. We know what we are going to do. And if you're so excited about that like I am, why don't you just call in? 415-550-0511. That's 415-550-0511. Give us a call. How you doing? How you doing? All right, politics. You know, my papa, he said there's two things that you don't talk about. That's religion and politics. That's how you that's how you get through safely. Do not talk about religion and politics. So we're going to talk about politics and religion. We're going to do it in that order and I think that basically takes care of the stigma that papa had. Because Papa was a rolling stone. Wherever he laid his hat was his home. And when he had... Do you know that song? Do you remember that error? Democrats now control the House. Republicans still control the Senate. And cannabis results... Michigan, I'm gonna go to the Great Lake... I'm going to go out there to Michigan who legalized can- cannabis. Whoa, 
Michigan. Whoa, Michigan. I'm going to find a way to get to Michigan. Is that not fantastic, ladies and gentlemen? It's great news. That is where we're taking the nation. There are so many people out there who need the benefit of medical cannabis. I know. My neighbor, the physical therapist, she tells me all the time, the aches and pains, the depression, the dementia. When you get to an era when the house is your domain, when the cage that you thought would never happen is where you live, when you can't move without pain, when everything that you do is something that you dread because you hurt so bad, when you're so close to the end, when you know that everything's coming to the end, if you, that's the situation, the pain, the pain. If people don't know that pain, they don't understand. They have no comprehension of the need, the need out there. Michigan. Here's a big kiss. Mwah, baby. Medical. All right, everybody. Who's ready for some medical cannabis out there? Well, Missouri. Get along, 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 Missouri. Missouri and Utah. Utah. Utah and Missouri both passed medical. Do you understand what I'm talking about is it's happening, people. It is happening. We are changing America one vote at a time. And if it takes one vote of a time, if it takes one person at a time, that's how we're going to do it. Hey, big news. You who need some medicine, you out there with aches and fun, it's coming around the bin because a Democrat took it then. We've got Colin Alred. That's right. Colin Alred out. Goodbye. See you later. Goodbye now. You go away. You go away now because we've got the new one. We got Pete Sessions. Oh, is that right? Well, we, we outed Pete Sessions. Is that how it goes? I'm getting a I'm getting a note in here from our technical staff. All right. Colin Alred, Pete Sessions. Google it now. Give us a call. 415-550-0551. Let us know which one it is. 
The House Rules Committee has now been toppled. The kingdom has been crushed. The princess has been rescued from the top of the tower. And we've got a cannabis, medical cannabis friendly person in the House and Rules and the legislation because the Democrats now have control of the House and the ideas are flowing and the tsunami is coming. You do not know. How important that was that you got out there and vote. Did anyone give you a pat on the back yet? Well, here it comes. For everybody out there, pats, pats, pats on the back. Pats, pats, pats on the back. You did it. You just, you don't understand how big it is, do you? There is big news because political office are now being staffed with cannabis-friendly lawmakers. Your vote counted, America. Your vote counted, America. Thank you so much. You're like, I don't believe you. You don't believe me? All right, well, let's just go over a U.S. Today article by Joel Shannon published November 6, 2018, and then it was updated November 7, 2018. And here we go. San Francisco, are you ready? East Bay, uh, I'll just do a shout out. San Francisco, are you ready? Boom, 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 boom. East Bay, are you ready? Boom, 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 boom. Shout out to LA. Shout out to New York, Tokyo, and around the world. We're just about to make some change. And here's how the words go. Jared, Jared Polis, that's right, Jared Polis, the first openly gay man to win a governor's race. What? 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 That's right. It's not too late to know how to just change a nation. We got Jared Polis, the first openly gay man to win a governor's race. This was in Colorado. Hey, Colorado, the first one to legalize uh, medical cannabis and raked in the money. Jared Polis, obviously a strong governor there, going to make a fantastic governor and see. That's not the only the only thing here. How about Alexandria Ocasino Cortez? That's Ocasino Ocasio. I'm sorry. Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, the youngest woman, the youngest woman elected to Congress, New York. New York, New York, baby, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, youngest woman elected to Congress. That's awesome. Is that awesome? That is what change looks like. Do you understand that? 
Want more? Minnesota, Michigan. We already did a shout out to Michigan for just doing something way awesome. California salutes Michigan. Thank you so much. How about we get a shout out to Minnesota and Michigan? Ilhan Omar, Rashida Talabi. I hope that I got that correct. I really do. I really, really do because this is absolutely important news. Everything is important news. But I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And I, I, I don't know. I don't know how to give a tribute for something that's so important. The milestones that uh, have happened. First Muslim woman in Congress. First. Okay, let me. Uh, did you fall off your chair? Get back up. Stand up. Here it is. Ilhan Omar. Rashida Talabib. I hope I got that right. I am so sorry if I butchered that. I am human. Here. I am human. Hear me roar. First Muslim woman in Congress. Yeah, I know. It's just a religion. But do you understand in these times, in these times, the wave of importance that is coming around, that is happening in the vote, the change that is happening in the nation is something so great, something so great. And I'm going to get our live. All right. Smile for the thumb. There we go. Oh, that's, uh, that is such a terrible thumbnail. That's such a terrible thumbnail. We're going live right now. Now, I'm live. Now you can see me. All you got to do is go to YouTube, and you can search for Klim TV. You can go to Beyond Our Comprehension. And right now, if you type in BOC number two, that's right. This is the DOS, the greatest thing that I wanted to say. Look at this. The change is happening. Here it is right here in front of you. We talked about the Democrats and the change in the House. We'll get it, Republicans. We'll get, we're coming. We're coming. We're riding like Silver Surfer on top of that. We're skimming. We're not even touching the water. We're, we are flying. We are flying. We're coming for you so much. Now, you can find us on YouTube. How are you doing out there? Let's go on. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna let the A go and then I'll say it again, but let's let's see how this goes. Ayana Presley, that's right, Ayana Presley, Massachusetts first black congressman. Oh, We love the hell out of you, Ayanna Presley, Massachusetts' first black congressman. Thank you so much, Massachusetts. Uh, 
How about Democrat Johanna Hayes? Johanna Hayes became the state's first black woman elected to the House. Hayes. Connecticut. Connecticut. All right. Thanks so much, Connecticut. Moving on. Do you, you want me to stop? No, I'm not going to stop. I am telling you of the change and the tsunami of the of of what is going to happen. I'm letting you know right now. Deb Holland and Sharice David, first Native American Congresswoman. That's right, first Native American Congresswoman. Deb Holland and Sharice Davids. That's fantastic. Let's see if we can get a little bit more information. I'm getting a I'm getting a note. Hold on to me. I'm getting a note. Holland is New Mexico's Democrat and member of the Pueblo of Laguna tribe. Davids is a Kansas Democrat and member of the Ho Chunk Nation, the Ho Chunk Nation. She is also Kansas' first LGBTQ member of Congress. Did you hear that? Kansas is first. Do you see the change state by state that's happening, people? Michelle Luan Grisham, New Mexico's first Latina governor. Govern great. Govern it great. Marsha Blackburn, Tennessee's first woman senator. Abby Fink in there. I'm going to mess this up. Fink in our error. Fink in her. Abby. And Cindy Axon. First woman elected to the House from Iowa. Christy Nome, first woman governor in South Dakota. Shout out to South Dakota. Veronica Escobar and Sylvia Garcia. Texas, first Latinas elected to Congress. Latinas, now get the legislation and push through for Texas. Now that that bully from the House Rules Committee is out and get cannabis going, Texas. Get it going. Janet Mills, Maine's first woman governor. Thank you, Joel Shannon. And the contributors to that article, you can find that USA Today article online, published November 6, 2018, and updated November 7, 2018. Change. That's change. Do you understand? You did that. You did that, America. You did that, America. And just think how big the tsunami can be if everyone's out there and voting and doing it and rocking and rolling and you've got it. It happened. All right. Let's see if we got news over with. I think we do. Hold on. I may be getting something else here. They're always just giving me something right. I'm like, really? They're from the LGB 
LGBTQT, LGBTQT, gender plus community. Candidates rolled. Candidates rolled people over in their districts. Voters knew the times that were changing and the change happened. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Let me sing to you. that door and lose the key that sounds like a good love there i'll tell you all right what do we got here well always on beyond our comprehension i want to just go ahead and let you know who i am and uh right now we're just going to go ahead if you don't mind it's going to be the boring part so this is where you want to go ahead and uh you want to Get up, go to the restroom. Not. Don't you even dare move. Don't you dare. All right. So I graduated in California State University, Bakersfield, but that's not uh, how I started out. I started out in a small town called Galt in Galt, California, this small little town that as I was growing up, it didn't even have... An electric stoplight. Oh no, took a long time. How long, you say?
longer than it would take to make that song number one on the hit chart. A long, long time it took. Uh, but that was the great mystique and love of a small town like that. It really is. I enjoyed it. It's where I grew up. And uh, that little town... Went to a little high school there. Played a little football there. But uh, I think my passion was always just entertainment. Entertaining everybody. Do you know I got a scholarship? Did you uh, anybody out there get a scholarship from uh, from their uh, their high school? I know there's a lot of people out there because there's no way I was valedictorian. Hey, no. Parties exist for a reason. To test you. What are they testing? I don't know. Your ability to survive youth, I guess. But uh, I did kind of work really hard in high school. And part of that was, man, I mowed some grass down in some pastures. Now, nowadays, that car is going to run, I don't know. How much, how much would they sell a car for that? It's so vintage. It's so beautiful. I mean, it's not the 1979 Monza Spider. Take it to the limit. It wasn't that. But it was my first car. You're like, what? First you're talking a scholarship, and then you're talking about a car. Yeah. That was my scholarship. One of them. One of them. I got three more. Two more. I'm sorry. Two more. But uh, that just gives me a background. It was actually um, in automotive technology. And uh, I took auto mechanics four years at the high school. Uh, and then the last year I was a TA. Uh, and I could go ahead and build an engine and a lot of that came from my uh my growing up on the farm and we had to basically do all of our maintenance ourselves um i used to watch my father he used to bring me out when i was a a small child and uh he would do the brakes on his car himself it's just something that the family did and they passed that kind of tradition down onto me. So I was very handy mechanical wise, you know, I had a, I had an intelligence there. And when I got into, uh, working on small engines and then from there, you know, you keep going and you go into welding, you make, uh, you weld stuff, you, you make a chisel right out of a coil on a big truck, you cut it up, you make a coil, all right, and um, cut up the coil and you make a chisel, and that's kind of cool. Uh, you do drafting. That's pretty awesome. My uh, oh, my love to, to his family out there. Uh, warrant officer, chief warrant officer, 
uh, champion. He got me into the military, uh, helped me out, troubled youth, troubled, troubled youth, and uh, helped me out and got me into the Army National Guard. Uh, when I was 17, I had to ask my dad to uh, sign a waiver so I could get in. But, uh, you know, I was escaping my home life. I, I had already ran away from home a few times. Uh, it was so bad. I tried to commit suicide as a young child about two or three times. And, man, the universe just kept throwing me back. And, uh, you know, I was able to talk to him. And he had, you know, many boys already. And I know that he, uh, this is his wood shop. And you get into wood shop. And I know that he would talk about, uh, you know, just kind of the camaraderie and the brotherhood and just the love and 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 everything. And, and I, you know, everybody in my family had, had joined the military that, that uh you know, at least on the men's side. And, um, I was like, you know, that's where I'm going to go. And, and so chief warrant officer, uh, for, uh, champion, uh, you know, shout out. And, uh, he helped me out there too. And, but, uh, you know, that, that car, a car, it's, it was a symbol of something. It was a symbol of me, no matter how bad my my childhood was was and it was bad no i mean i can't convey to anybody how bad a childhood is hood is when they want to commit suicide when they actually try when a child actually tries to commit suicide because everything is is just gone wrong you know your 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 mother dies. You know your whole childhood is gone because your mother was in a coma for a year. Uh, everything is just going. the The stepmother that comes in is is you know just you know is mean to you. Is is mentally just tearing you down. Uh, physically, when nobody is looking, just pinching and and just torture. Right, just that evil spirit that that she had. And I had to find a way out. And so, you know, it was these people, was these mentors. Oh, Judy, man, I love you so much. You know, I had so many mentors in high school, and it was it was actually it was creating a family uh, of who I didn't have, and and I learned from these mentors. I learned from these people. Learned from these people. Uh, but yeah. Nowadays, I don't know uh, what you could probably get. What maybe four or five hundred bucks? But uh, I let me see. What can you guys find out for me? What is the the price for a nineteen seventy eight Chevy? Monza off the lot. Can you guys find that off the lot? I don't know if it'll come out. Ah, here we go. Fast and Furious. It wasn't quite like this one. Let me turn that around here. Mine, mine did not look like that, people. But uh, this is a white one with a stripe down it. Mine was, mine was like brown like shit. It was kind of Auburn, 
It was whatever color you wanted to say. I did not care. It was my first one. And it was about a $10,000 scholarship. With depreciation, you know, up until like 89. But that was that was what that's how hard I worked. Um, so let's go through. In uh, uh, high school, uh, I got the car that was given to me. I got a Bank of Alex Brown scholarship in communications, and that was all my drama. That was uh, doing uh, Billis Luther Billis in uh, uh, gosh South Pacific. And I did, I was the first, I was the bridge. I was the bridge in uh, the Wizard of Oz in high school. Did you guys do any any plays? I was the bridge in high school. Uh, they walked across me and I turned it. That was the first thing. I got into building sets. That's the way I got in. It was a way to get away from the house and uh, go to school, get out there and work in school and basically stay away from home as late as I could. And that's that's kind of how that that worked out. But it was great. Uh, learned a lot and set building, uh, just amazing. Uh, Mr. Pritchard uh, and his wife were fantastic. Uh, they ran the drama uh, at our high school in Galt at that time. Got a Bank of Alex Brown scholarship in industrial arts. You know that was that was great. Drafting's great. So you know I've got a skill in all that. And then it was graces. It was graces to me. And uh, I was able to join the military. And because I had four years in mechanics, my my dad was uh, from an age where he, he served in Vietnam. And, you know, uh, he lost his, his platoon. They died. He lived. There was a lot of guilt there. Uh, it wasn't his fault. He wasn't even there. But uh, the brothers that he had served with that had become their brothers, the friends, the family away from home, uh, it was it was torture for that. And uh, he said, no combat unit. I refuse to sign. I refuse to sign if it's a combat unit. And I'm like, I'll do maintenance. Well, Mr. Champion, he uh, was in the 118th Maintenance Company, uh, and that's what I joined. So, go through basic training my junior summer. So, before my senior year, that summer, I go off to basic training at 17. Everybody older than I am, you know, I got terrible chest. I can't even hardly do any push-ups. And I ended up in the hospital. Uh, everything told me not to be in the military. Everything was saying I ended up uh, when they gave me the vaccinations. You know, I've always been sick kind of in my life. I get and got the in, uh, injections and then I ended up in the hospital for three days. It was the uh, what was it? The smallpox va- vaccine. <laughs> it was too strong. <laughs> too strong and uh but uh made it through basic training went back to my senior year uh got to perform in west side story uh that was pretty cool uh but before that my junior year was greece and so i got to play danny um in uh west side story i got to play the leader of the jets riff 
when you're a jet, you're a jet. Da, da, da. Nothing I can say, nothing I can do to say thank you to those mentors that uh, helped me out and uh, got me through such a difficult time. And uh, when I got through my basic training and I graduated high school, I went into uh, what was my field, which was going to be mechanics. But I had trained so much in mechanics at the high school that they put me in a fast track program. And so I went to a fast track program program with about four other people that were hella mechanically inclined just like I was uh just we just had the skill we just had the knowledge we could get it and uh that was great I got uh graduated with honors uh with that and uh went on in my military career uh to a couple of schools I was a distinguished honor graduate at my primary leadership development course and uh that kind of shows my drive, you know, having such a kind of shitty <laughs> childhood and some just messed up things that happen. The universe, I guess what that does is uh, it compensates in other ways. And one way, I guess, to compensate is to just, you know, make somebody tough and just work and have that skill. I owe that to my family. owe that to them quite a bit oh my dad and my papa nana and them i couldn't thank everybody there's so many friends anyways when i got to uh, school sacramento city college and after my uh, career out there uh after I got out of the military and civilian life, I knew I had to go back to school. It was after the uh, housing uh, crash. 
So I decided I am going full bore. That's exactly what I'm doing, full bore. And uh, I did. As soon as I got in, Phi, uh, Phi Theta Kappa scholarship uh, for the honors. By the time I got out of uh, Sac City College, I had uh, two different scholarships. Then I got uh, one scholarship while I was down at the University of Bakersfield. And then I got a, a grant throughout. So that was kind of the... Uh, that's kind of my scholarships and achievements. Awards, uh, I have a few. The Medal of Merit, uh, United States Army. Uh, that's that's kind of dear to my heart. I took over a, a unit move um, as the E five, and a, you know my my sergeant first class, the the maintenance sergeant, uh, wasn't able to do it, and I put that together. I was so I was really proud. NCO professional development ribbon, my good conduct medals, my <laughs> my achievement medals, my service ribbons, and then that National Defense Service medal. And that's all we're going to talk about that for the military. You know, when I went to uh, school, I kind of focused. Uh, a little bit into research. I first uh, thought I was going to go into nursing, but, uh, you know, some things happen. And so I started looking into cancer research. I had a great mentor, and uh, I was so broke, I didn't have food to feed myself. If you're looking live, you can say, oh, well, you got some room. Oh, I was just... The only thing I was eating, I was going to uh, the what was it, Walgreens or the CVS pharmacy. It was there. no, it was Rite Aid. I was going to Rite Aid, and I would check the papers to see who had Top Ramen on sale, and I would get the five for one, or you know if they were blowing out ten for whatever, uh, and I would just get that as much as I can. I even ate it raw. I ate it raw. Why? Why not? Why put it anywhere else but in your mouth? And it's so good. And, um, so that's what I was eating and, uh, man, I was broke. I even let my car go back. So that way I could just go to school. I was like, Hey, I can't pay this anymore. Can you guys pick it up? Buy Ford Explorer. I'm committed. I'm taking a vow of poverty and I am going to be great in my education. You know, you can always reach out to us, Clem, C-L-E-M dot beyond our comprehension at gmail.com. Instagram, follow us, beyond our comp. Twitter, at beyond our comp. You can find us at beyond our comprehension.com. My blog, B-O-C-C-L-E-M, that's B-O-C-Clem dot blogspot.com. Call us. Leave us a message. Our business line is 510-606-5936. That's 510-606-5936.
you'd like to sponsor a show, certain topic, let me know. We love to talk about that. Well, my education, I got a Bachelor of Science in Biology and concentration in Biotech. I have a associate's degree in Science for Biology, associate's degree in Science for Nutrition. That's why I'm from 400 to 249. That's right, from 400 pounds to 249. I did it myself. I did it my... How does that go? I did it my... Way. That's how it goes. I did it my way. Just the way it's 
know, music like that, music like that, I'll tell you what makes me want to think internally. Makes me want to reflect. You know, there's a good quote out there. Can I share it to you? A good quote. It says, don't compare yourself. Oh, I'm sorry. Don't compromise yourself. Can you compare yourself by compromising yourself? I screwed that up, huh? But anyways, it's don't compromise yourself because you've all you got. That's by Janis Joplin. Now we're going to go into a meditation. Are you ready? We're going to have a one-minute meditation. And here we go. Do you know that Jane Hollister said that silence is another part of sound? Think about that. Silence. Silence is another part of sound. That was it. That was silence. That was an example of Jane Hollister's quote. Here's another one. Read a book not related to your life. That's my segue into the Circle Book Club. That's right. Can you join the Circle? Hell yeah, you can. Matter of fact, because of the Circle, it got my first job in biotech. I've had two. I had a fantastic. I was making $6,000. $6,000 a month. And then the spine went. I thought the universe was kind of working against me. The pain was so bad. And then I just noticed what it was was just another challenge for me. It was just another thing like the environment that I grew up in. And this was the environment that I have to motivate and move through and live in now. And I had to make a decision. I had to make a decision how to live it and just live it good. I have been so blessed and so fortunate. You cannot know. But the Circle Book Club, how does it work? It's easy. You go up to somebody and you go, hey, what's the latest nonfiction book that you've read? And then they tell you and then you go and you read it. That's right. All you got to do is ask that question to join the Circle Book Club. If you want to, you can email me, reach out at clem.beyondourcomprehension at gmail.com. And I can give you a list of books that hopefully are not related to you. That's what you want to do. Expand your horizon. You have to read a book that has nothing to do with you, something that is not your field of career, something not uh, a personal self-improvement. No, that is not what you're going to do. You are, you are going to 
read something that's not even part of your plan. I got a job that way. The interview was going terrible. Terrible. They wanted a lab technician. They wanted somebody in biochemistry. They really wanted someone just like the my lab partner who had, had graduated at UC Davis and had a degree in biochemistry uh, researcher. So I was a researcher, too, at the uni- my university. And so lab work I had. But the level of uh, biochemistry that they were wanting was a little bit more because I, I, you know, I had the concentration in biotech, but it wasn't full. But my whole life, I have been someone who can achieve. And so I knew that the interview kind of was over. I knew that maybe they weren't looking for me. So I said, all right, let me just be me. Have you ever done that on an interview? Just be you. Because I never want to go to a job where I have to be fake. That is bullshit. It's bullshit if you're in a career where you got to be fake to people around you. F that. 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 No. Uh-uh. I am me. This is who you get. If you want this fantastic mind if you want what's on this paper then you've got to let me be me you've got me let me be you know communicative you let me be an extrovert let me work i have a brain that's so amazing you know yeah you do too of course you do we love you mikey says i love you here's the number one three tips that i want to tell you tonight one Ask for help when you need it. Ask for help when you need it. When I was going through the university with uh, Dr. Pratt, my primary investigator in the plant physiological ecology lab, I wanted to take on the world myself and I did everything. Just tell me the next. Let's do five research projects. Let's do 10 research projects. Let's do it all. Science, I want to know what the world is about. I was running three, four research projects at a time. I was doing the biology uh, club as president. I was a residential assistant. So I had 60 uh, students all in science and nursing in my building. And it was me and them. And I had to put on their events. And I did all that. And the failure, the failure in any part of it, which there was, and I learned from all those mistakes out there, was not asking for help when you need it. And there was many research that I could have finished. I didn't get to finish my uh, Catalina Island uh, mainland study because I pushed myself so hard that I was like, I almost, I pushed myself into hospital. Basically, I did. Uh, I was I was doing everything, and I was doing my GRE, and I was putting applications in for the uh, graduate programs, and my failure was not asking for help when I need it. So number one, number two, my papa said it this way: stay in between the two ditches. My papa used to go out looking for animals for the farm for sheep or cows or whatever it was and he would take me with him 
we would get about a quarter, not even a quarter of a mile. We would get to about the next, the third farm in this little farm area, if you could call it that. And he say, okay, switch. And so at 12 years old, I'm out there driving this big old truck, big old cattle springs in the back, bouncing. And uh, we're out there in the pastures, in the uh, farmlands, looking for looking for uh, animals. And I was thinking that, you know, the animals that he was looking for were ones that, you know, he had already, like, made the the arrangement to pick up. No, he would just stop, and he would look at animals out there, and he'd go, okay, right here. And then he would just walk up on a Saturday, Sunday morning. People would come out to the door in their pajamas. Yeah, you want to sell those sheep? Ugh. The salesman he was. That's how I learned. I learned. I learned from them. You know, I learned to communicate too. I think, you know, back, maybe I may put together a career if uh, some of the interviews don't go uh, great. And I think I'll just be a recruiter. Um I think with all the jobs I've done, all the background that I have, plus me being able to talk to anybody, all the recruiters that I work with that call me, that love my resume, but uh, you know, four, four of the five uh, last interviews I had, I was still in the wheelchair, and their labs wasn't, weren't set up for somebody with a mobility issue, uh, and that was kind of disappointing. There were some really major characters in the industry. Uh, and I've, I've forced myself, it's so painful, but I forced myself out of the wheelchair and, uh, I'm just, now I'm just taking it the way I can. Uh, I love life painful as it may be. I'm just pushing forward. Papa, keep it between two ditches. You know what that means? That means drive within the speed limits of your life. Drive within the speed limits of your life. I died burning the candles at both ends. No wax, no nothing. Absolutely, that's what I did. I just rolled it till the wheels fell off and I died. And I pushed so hard. I didn't ask for help when I needed it. And I didn't drive within the speed limits of my life. third one take a walk take a walk by yourself take a walk at night or in the day find your time that is your lifeline find the time of the day that is your lifeline where you can walk me with mikey it was always in the evening late at night it took me so long to kind of uh get up in the morning with a spinal injury that uh, by the time that we got around, it was already 11 o'clock. I would take him out to the uh, dog park, one o'clock, you come back in, do whatever you had to do, physical therapy or whatever, and then you take a nap uh, because you can't sleep and you wake up and it's night. And so that's what I do. I used to walk at night because the freaks come out at night. The freaks come out at night. But take a walk. Enjoy nature. Touch the pine needles. Smell the roses. Live life anew now. 
But those are the three, right? Ask for help when you need it. Drive your drive within the speed limits of your life and take a walk. See the world. Meet people. See diversity. Know diversity. See what the world is made of. Look how fast we're going in this two-hour broadcast here. Let me get some water. Here's a little bit of music.
All right. So here we are, mutinyradio.fm. That's right. That's mutinyradio.fm. It's the last half hour of the Beyond Our Comprehension show, the two-hour live podcast. You can see streamed on YouTube. You can find us where? Beyondourcomprehension.com. You can email me, clem.beyondourcomprehension at gmail.com. And reach out at us on Instagram and Twitter at Beyond Our Comp. Check us out. We're here Thursdays, 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. on Mutiny Radio. MutinyRadio.fm, that's where you find us at. Mutiny Radio is getting ready for the March 2019 Comedy Festival. We're looking for sponsors. I know the sponsors are out there, and I'm going to find you. I'm going to pull you in. Please, please, I can increase your sales. I can increase your visibility. I can tell you how you can be a sponsor of Mutiny Radio for the Comedy Festival and how you are going to increase sales in your business or you're going to increase something. Maybe you want to do it your sorority. Maybe it's something that you want to put together because somebody is uh, getting married. And instead of throwing that $500 or $1,000 away or $3,000 away, that's right. You could sponsor the whole festival, ladies and gentlemen. Three grand. There is somebody out there that knows a best man or a bride-to-be wherever community is lgbqt gender plus heterosexual right monkeys in the tree it does not matter i know somebody out there wants to say you know what i love you man i'm going to sponsor our wedding in march 2019 for the comedy festival here's three grand Here's three grand. That's a lifetime. Do you understand? That's a lifetime memory there. That's a lifetime memory there. What's the greatest gift that you could give your wife? To me, I just pronounce my love to her every show, Thursdays, 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Norica on camera. Go to YouTube. Follow her. I love you. I love you, baby. Thank you so much for putting up for this crazy. All right. In this block, we're going to talk comedy. We have some entertainment for you. Let them get ready. That's right, it's March 19th, Comedy Festival, Mutiny Radio. Someone out there, I know, I know you're out there and you want to put $500 into a memory of a lifetime. Stress of the 
tonight here we got for entertainment he is a comedian new to stand-up he's only been doing it about two months now but uh, he has a drive and a stage presence that is so amazing that i don't know the last time i've heard so many stories and i'm wondering who are you that is i mean it, it well, the only way to let you know is to invite him on stage. So here we go. Please, Muni Radio. Muni Radio, put your hands together for our comedian tonight, Clem. Hey, thank you so much tonight. I sure appreciate it. Uh, I'm Clem. I'm a new comic uh, in the area. Uh, and obviously, you see I have a partner here, Mikey. It's Clem and Mikey. It's a Clem and Mikey show. Thank you so much. Uh, we appreciate it. If you can, everybody put a round of applause for Mikey. That's it. Do one more time. That's it. See, Mikey, you didn't even do a joke. And I got you claps. That's fine. Mikey is my service dog. I've had him since 1st of December 2016. He uh, went to class for me uh, at the university. He's been by my side. He travels with me everywhere. Uh, we both bite. But uh, Mikey, of course, he bites a little bit harder. You know, we're both snuggly and lovable. But you know what the real problem is? Is that uh, my wife has now decided that she prefers to cuddle up with him instead of me. I mean, I can't grow a coat. What am I supposed to do? It's getting cold. 
I mean, I got body heat, but I can't compete with Mikey. What's great is, you know, Mikey and I, when we walk along, we're both visible. And so we're talking to each other. I mean, we're walking along. People come by. Huh, huh Mikey? People come by, and then they, they just ignore me, and they go, oh, what a beautiful dog. They just talk to Mikey. Oh, what a beautiful dog. I can't believe it. You are a beautiful dog, Mikey. Thank you so much. You know, even on the gigs, he gets the top billing. Of course, he has a better um, lawyer than I do. That is one thing about it. I uh, woke up one morning, and uh, when I opened my laptop, I saw that the page was open to PETA. I was like, how did you know? That's right, gets top billing. And the pay gets top pay. It's true. I know you don't think it is, but it's true. When we go home, he gets Blue Mountain. Who do you think gets a TV dinner? That's not right. That nutrition's not right. But he is the love of my life. He is an extension of me. He is my right arm. He completes me. You complete me, Mikey. I love you. All right. Thank you so much. I'm Clem. Catch me on open mics. I got a lot of jokes. Just got to work about it. Trash you want.
Seeking sponsors for the upcoming March 1st through the 5th, 2019, fourth annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Mutiny Radio is a community podcast hub fostering free speech on a streaming and downloadable podcast format via mutinyradio.fm featuring music, news, commentary, and comedy. This yearly festival brings 40 comics from all over the U.S. and international to Mutiny Radio. 25 differently themed shows in five days in our unique 30-seat performance space and recording studio. It's 25 hours of fresh underground comedy voices streamed live and podcast post accessible to the entire world. Mutiny Radio averages 500,000 downloads a month. That's right, 500,000 downloads a month on a total library of programming, and we can support your business leading up to and during the festival. We have several sponsor levels for this year's festival. $500, your logo appears on all of the print and social media, flyers, posters, Instagram, Facebook. Your business is listed as a link sponsor on our website front page. Mutiny Radio creates and plays a 30-second promo spot in our breaker. It plays between all of our shows and is on every podcast for over 500,000 downloads a month for three full months. For $1,000, your logo appears on all of our print, social media, flyers, posters, Instagram, Facebook. Your business is listed as a linked sponsor on our website front page. Mutiny Radio creates and plays 
a 60-second promo spot in our breaker. That breaker plays between all of our shows, and it's on every podcast for over 500,000 downloads a month. And that's for three full months. Your business becomes a sponsor for a specific show during the festival, and it is mentioned in the name. All right, here's the big kitty. Meow. Meow. The big lion. Roar. Here's the big one. Three grand. Pop it down. I know you got it. Your logo appears on all of our print, social media, flyers, posters, Instagram, Facebook. Your business is listed as a link sponsor for our website front page. Mutiny Radio creates and plays a 60-second promo spot in our breaker. That breaker, like I said, plays between all of our shows and is on every podcast for over 500,000 downloads a month for three months. Your business becomes a sponsor for a specific show during the festival and is mentioned in the name. All right. Here we go, your three grand spot. Your logo is featured on the back of the festival t-shirt. <laughs> you think that's it? That's not it. Mutiny Radio is the place to be. It is the place that you need to contact. It's the place that you want to get your business into. It's a place that's 500,000 downloads a month. You can get that kind of exposure for three months straight. And how about this? For $3,000, we changed the festival name to your company. That's it. Blah, blah, blah presents the fourth annual Mutiny Comedy Festival. Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. And that's represented in all the media. Do you understand? All, all, all the media. Did you hear me? That's only $3,000. We changed the festival name to your company's name. All right. It'd be like this. If I had $3,000 and I would come up to Mutiny Radio and I go, here you go, Mutiny Radio. I love what you do out there. I love the underground comedy. I love that you have a spot where people can come in and rent a studio. I love that you have people that will run the soundboard for me. I love that you're wheelchair accessible. I love that you're uh, pet friendly. You know, I love that you got the bathroom there. Everything is here. We're right here on 21st in Florida. It's in San Francisco. I love that. Here's your $3,000. And it would be like this. Beyond Our Comprehension presents the fourth annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Can you imagine that? That is what I'm talking about. Do you hear me? That is what you could do. You don't have the 3000 You got the 500 I know. You got the 1000 I know. Come on. I know you've got the 3000 out there. I know your business needs to be on this. I know it because you know it because you're listening right now. You've never listened before. Why are you listening right now? And you've come in this person talking about this chance to get my business off the ground, to get it out there next year, March 1st through the 5th, 2019, the fourth annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. You could be a part of it. It's me.
All right. This is the last of the program. This is when I close it out and the last thing that I've got to talk about. Uh, obviously, people talk me. <laughs> talk me. People, when they uh, hear about uh, my experience, the main thing they ask is what happened in the afterlife. The wording to explain that would be so ambiguous. So I'm going to start this that I wrote down. And as we close out beyond our comprehension, the second show, can you uh, reflect on this? And maybe it'll be a little easier for you to understand. What would you ask God if you were sitting alone? Whatever God you call God, you and God alone. And now if you're not spiritual, then uh, what would you ask yourself, your inner self? If you were sitting across from you, that inner voice from you, what some call God. How would you see it in the way you see it in your mind's eye? In front of you is what most people say. If it's your inner voice, it's God. If it's God, it's God. So see it this way. God. Everything and anything sitting with you. Only you. What would your question be? Would it be petty? Would it involve something materialistic? Oh no, this bill. Oh, this bill. Oh no, this injury. Oh no, this medical. Oh no, this is not right. I don't have the right career. I don't have this. How? How am I going to go on? Would it be something like that? Why don't I have a house? Why don't I have this? What time of, what type of question would it be? I don't know what type of pain you've gone through. I don't know what's in your life, what your mind's eye is, what your inner voice talks about. Whatever so traumatic that you've had to deal with. But think about, close your eyes and think about if it's you and God. What is the question you would ask? What is that conversation going to be? Do you see the world innocent and the disasters that's going on? Is that something you're going to ask why for? Why, God? Why is all this going on? Your inner voice. Why? Why am I not living the life that I want to live? Why can I not have the voice that I want from inside me? Why? God, why? What would that question be? If it's you and God. Mike me brings... Mikey brings a little. That's his answer. You know, asking that and just wondering that, my mind gets so full to the point of asking why I um 
you know, I just go blank.